This week on the River Morning Show Weekly Podcast. Because the Dalai Lama, like, literally, like, lives forever, basically. Mm-hmm. Just, Bahama yeah. would be a good name for a llama. Bahama, all right. What's the... <laughs> thinking about Cusco, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Either way, get me out of here. There is just always that one person who does something they should leave at home, but in the workplace, like cook fish in the shared kitchen. Like, that's a home thing. Why would you do something like that? Yeah, leave, leave that at home. Why would you even do that at home? Do you hate yourself? <laughs> Why? Don't do that. So while I get that you are being healthy and that, that you need to consume food to live, please <laughs> please choose another another item. So that would be something I would... It's not a fireable offense, but I would like to fire sh- that person over. It should be. Over. It, it should be. be a fireable offense. What's that thing in your workplace, maybe at your school, that someone's doing that you're like, how about you not? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And can you get fired for mm-hmm. this? <laughs> you can share 614-479-1049. How about the person that looks around the I'm in a meeting sign on your door? Right. And they're like, but I, I just got two seconds. I'm in, a, <laughs> I'm in a meeting. That's okay. I just got a quick question. That is the worst thing about having a window in your office door uh-huh. is if uh-huh. you make eye contact, all of a sudden that's like the floodgates have opened. Oh, they looked at me. I can come in. Why is the door locked? <laughs> <laughs> the door is locked. I can't talk to you. How about this? A non-fireable offense when someone in the next cubicle or office is eating like this. No. And you're like, wow. Is this bring your pet to work day? Yeah. And is there like cement in your granola? My word. What's the non-fireable offense? It's okay. We got to get these things out. If we stuff them, eventually we're going to explode. Like a potato in the microwave with that fish. Okay. 614-479-1049. The non-fireable offense you'd like to show somebody the door for. Loud chewing, loud whispering, heating mean? up food in the microwave that should not be heated up. Hashtag anything that says fish. <laughs> anything from the ocean. Things Stop it. that you would fire somebody at your workplace <laughs> that you can't actually fire them for. It's just a little annoying if you're if you're with me. 614-479-1049. What would that be for you? Uh, Heidi, go ahead. So when I, you know, as a nurse, I was on the floor for 21 years, and then I went to my first office job. So I was put in the corporate office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I got a new phone. They gave me a Samsung Android, which I couldn't work anyway. It was difficult. And I was trying out, you know, ringtones for my phone because yeah. I didn't know what I wanted it to ring like. So I'm doing it, and um, I didn't realize how loud it was. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And I kind of disrupted the whole office. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, this is a non-fireable yeah. offense, right? Yeah. They didn't show you the door, did they? No, they didn't. But it was a really um, good comic relief thing for the day. And I had plenty of those because in the office, I was talking to a lot of elderly people mm-hmm. and that were forgetful. And I had to ask questions over and over. And if they were hard of hearing, the whole corporate office heard what I was talking about. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Has your rash spread yet, Mildred? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was more about talking about bowels and hard of hearing. Wow. So, oh, even better. So of the options, rash is a good one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're <laughs> not crazy. You do have less space now. What? You get to the grocery store 
You open your car door and you have to like squeeze oh, between dude. the door I have, and the car just not to ding the other car. Yeah, I've done the full inhale. I mean, part um, of that gonna make yes, it. Say, part yeah, of that is a growing problem. Yeah. Oh, I mean, donuts are part of the equation. What's thinking? I was like, oh, a fat joke. Are you fat shaming me on a more? Dude, walked into it. Not shaming. You waddled into it. Is that what you're trying to say? You really waddled into that one, Chad. No shame. I heard you wheezing from a mile away. Oh, here comes Chad. He's gonna wow. he's gonna say something about wait. Here he goes. Defensive you said it all yourself. Anyway, you anyway. painted the picture. I need sweatpants. <laughs> so <Go> here. On. <laughs> wow! Wow, you guys. That was that was intense. That was a lot. Okay, I feel so like, me, like I was arguing with my siblings. Hit a, just let, me, a, let me reset. Try okay. again. You're not crazy. <laughs> you do have less space. Your car is getting bigger and the parking spaces are staying the same size. It's a growing problem along with other problems that you might have, like me. But the cars are not getting any smaller. They did a big study on it. And they're like, this is a problem. We're, we're running out of parking space. Even though we're like, we got the same amount. We're not using more spaces. We're just using more of the space. Are we sure this isn't just because people are terrible at parking? I mean, that could be part I of it. I think people are, if the cars are getting bigger, the spaces are staying the same, and people are worse drivers. I think that is really the problem. Because I can't tell you how many times I have had to do the squeeze... Out of, mm -hmm. out of my car, and then it's not my fault. I'm in the middle of my parking mm -hmm. spot. It's SUV guy to my left who's like, it doesn't matter. And it's, he just parks. It's not SUV guy. It's SUV Hannah. I, <laughs> I, I Guilty. I get out of my car so often, and I, I walk back out of Walmart or something, and I look at my parking job, and I'm like, whoa. So my, <laughs> my, wife, my wife, like a month and a half ago, was in a parking lot. She said the only space that was available was in between two cars that were parked horribly. Yeah. So she parked, and then they left, and then and somebody she... wrote a nasty letter on her car. It's like, hey, learn how to park, lady. <laughs> Quick, anywhere in the world, where would you choose to go? Just you, just I think selfishly, I want to mm. take a trip. Where do you go? Anywhere in the world. Bora Bora, Fiji, okay. Belize. All right, chill. I, you pick one. She's, chill. She got a lot. Uh, New Zealand. New Zealand. I would go Fantastic. to New Zealand. Fantastic. Yeah. Very similar to what Kingsley Burnett wanted. His dream was to go to Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Mm. So a land he, down under. He's in, he's from New York and decided after all these years, he's in the '60s. He's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to book a flight. I'm going to head to Sydney. Saw a deal on the internet. It was a steal. He oh, booked yeah. his flight. Was like, yes, let's go. Got on the flight. Took off. He's like, I'm going to Sydney. Looks out the window, sees snow-covered mountains and thinks, Oh, no. I am going the wrong way. Um, I am flying the wrong direction. Uh, but then, good news, bad news, he landed in Sydney. Oh, good. Oh. Okay, awesome. Sydney, Montana. <laughs> so not quite, <laughs> not quite where he <laughs> wanted <laughs> to go. <laughs> Hence the deal and on the tickets. Yeah, he was like, this is too good to pass up. Dream road trip. <laughs> Come he on. was welcomed in Sydney, but not in 
no kangaroos, Uh-oh. no yeah. shrimp mm-hmm. on the Barbie. I mean, that uh, could go wrong. Like th- thinking of New Zealand, for for example. What if I only went to Zealand? It wasn't the new one; it was the old one. Yeah. What, what was the Zealand? first? What was the first place you said? Bora Bora. Yeah. What if you just went to Bora? There's just one. Like you didn't go to to both of them. And do you want what? to just fee, not G? Right. You know? I, mean, I don't know if this place exists. So, pro tip: when you're traveling, literally anywhere, and you have to book a flight, if the deal is too good to be true, you're probably <laughs> going to Montana. Pause. It's the River Morning Show weekly podcast presented by Savage Strength. Ah, I love them. Do share. Why do you love them? Yeah. So my sister and I have been going for a few months now. I can tell I'm getting stronger. Flex. Flex. Uh, Let's see the bicep. Look at these things. Well, the other other day I was mouthing off and Hannah picked me up by my throat. That is not true. I do know she's getting stronger. I probably could. (laughs) But what's so great about it is it's not like those big group classes where the instructor's up front and they have no idea what you're doing. It's group training, but it feels like one one-on-one personal training. That's nice. It's amazing. And they sponsor this podcast. So Big thank thanks. you. If you want to find out more about Savage Strength and what they have to offer, you can find them on Instagram, savaged underscore strength. Is that what I think it is? Well, the headline is clickbait. Clickbait news. We made it 25 hours, 37 minutes, and 14 seconds since we had one of these uh, clickbait news. Old journeys. The news source that's most trusted in... Circles of the circus. Yeah. The headline. The headline will make you say, "Hey, don't do that." Okay. When you read the back of the book and you sneak a peek at how the world ends, it right. all started at Auburn University. What scientists have injected alligator DNA into farm-raised catfish? What? Yep, they're More trying like to make. Why? Yeah, what and why? And don't please. Uh, essentially, they're trying to create a new line of disease-prone catfish that one day will be sold for human consumption. Wait, um, they're trying to create a line of disease-prone? Disease-proof. Disease-less disease-prone. I missed a word. Less, okay. <laughs> less <laughs> disease-prone. Like, no, that bottom, is how the world will The end. bottom line is this. I have seen how this mm-hmm. ends. Your mm-hmm. scientists didn't stop to think about whether or not they should... All they thought about was whether or not they could. Yep. Man. And I'm looking here. Oh, yeah. Auburn University is part of the Marvel Universe. So, Uh good news, bad news. (laughs) Just throw it in the trash. (laughs) Nah, not the show. I need to be sure when I say these kinds of things. some days I feel like (laughs) if I'm being honest. Look in the mirror. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Just throw it in the trash. Those are words you wish you could say to someone or words... Someone wishes they could say to you mm. that article of clothing you wish they'd get rid of. Okay. <laughs> or that yep. they, they want you to never, ever wear ever again in your life, mm. ever, but they just won't say it, and you won't say it, and so we all go around wearing these awful things that are so out of style. Just throw <laughs> it in the trash. What is that article of clothing for you in your relationship with a, a parent, a significant other, a child, whatever it is? 614 614- Four seven nine one zero four nine. My wife has expressed on several occasions a uh, certain displeasure with a shirt that I own, and it is—it's a, g- a green tuxedo T-shirt, <sighs> and I that checks out. I have it for a very specific reason, in that I wear it every year on St. Patrick's Day, and I've had it since um. college. 
and <laughs> you don't want to be pinched. And she she says, "What? Well, it just sits there in the closet for 364 days. Why don't we just get rid of it? And it's because I wear it every year, and I don't want to have to buy a new one every year. I it's, like it. It fits me, or it used to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a big inhale. Yeah. Quick, take the picture. <laughs> Now he just wears a picture of himself wearing the shirt. Yes. So I cut the back yeah. half of the shirt off and just like drapes over the front. It's great. It's like a hospital gown. Layer it right. Oh, no one so knows. Awful. Oh. My uh, my wife, when she was in high school, um, her dad was and is the the most fantastic person. And he got a shirt for his birthday mm-hmm. from his mom. Okay, so this is my wife's grandmother that got got uh, her boy a shirt. It was a woman's shirt, so it oh. buttoned on the other side. Uh-huh. It didn't. Oh. It was the wrong kind of cut. It didn't fit him well. And my wife has a boyfriend coming over, and it's like, Dad, change your shirt. He's like, my mom gave me this shirt. I'm going to wear it. And he kept it for years. <laughs> my mom gave me the shirt off of her back. Yeah, literally. It's a blouse. <laughs> I don't care. It's flattering and it's breezeable. It's uh, sentimental. <laughs> it was a gift. So there was that one. Eventually they won, and he got rid of it. But wow. what is it for you? Whether you want your significant other, your loved one, your friend to stop wearing it, or they have wanted to tell you to stop wearing it. 614-479-1049. You're probably on Chad's wife's side when it comes to much of anything, but especially with this. The article of clothing in his wardrobe she wants him to get rid of. Let me see if I describe this correctly, Chad. It is a tuxedo sh- t-shirt. Yes. And it's green for St. Patrick's Day. Aye. Okay, so I got that right. <laughs> Correct the yes. And she wants it gone. Yeah, she's made comments. It's in the middle of the closet. Sticks out kind of like a sore thumb. And Who's uh, looking in your closet? This Now I'm defending you. Like, What does that matter? I don't understand. It just takes up space. Okay. Okay. Oh. And I never wear it. But, uh, but to her defense, I don't ever wear it. <laughs> uh, but to my defense, it happens. I wear it once a year. So I, like... I checked with my wife on this, and she's like, "There's nothing that you wear that I that I want you to get rid of." I'm like, oh, this Aww. is so great! So flowers and chocolates for her when I go home today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Through this in the uh, River Morning Show mm-hmm. Facebook group, and if you're not a member of the group, hit the invite. We'd love to have you. Search the River Morning Show on Facebook. I love what Tracy said. She said that all of her shirts, a lot of her shirts, are mustard yellow because she loves okay. that color. It's a great color. Her hubby highly dislikes that color. Uh oh. So he wants all of those gone. <laughs> what should be left with? I, it's so sad. It, she has other shirts, but a lot of yellow. A lot yeah. of yellow. And then there's Jenny. She thinks that um, somebody wants her to get rid of her mismatched sock collection. Uh. But she said you just never know when the other pair will show up. Right? <laughs> that, that's the problem. It's like, I'm, I'm not a big fan of like hoarding and keeping things forever. Yeah. But it's somewhere. Yeah, when it comes to socks... You ju- you're right. It's you, like it's the prodigal sock. You typically don't leave home with just one sock, so it has to be in your house. And my family's just never been the type to care if our socks don't match. Right, right. They're inside so shoes. Socks are okay. socks. We're like, why get rid of a perfectly good sock? Yeah, exa- exactly. So what what part of your wardrobe does your significant other want you to get rid of? Or maybe they've got something that you're just like, dude or... Uh, ma'am, <laughs> you need to drop this off somewhere else. 614-479-1049. Good morning, The River. I have a very worn, comfortable, nicely fitting, paint-stained Ohio State 
shirt. I love this shirt, and I have sweatpants to go with it. Mm-hmm. Every time I turn around, they disappear. <laughs> and I'm like, where's my shirt? Which one? You have a whole closet full, drawers full. I said, you know which one. <laughs> he knows exactly which one. He knows. And then, yes. And I'm like, but he's like, you've got to get rid of it. You've got a thousand other shirts. Why do you have to have that one? I, I don't know. It's my favorite. And yes, it has a few little paint stains on it. Leave it alone. I like it. What's the problem? My vice is my shirt. Leave me alone. <laughs> and breaking news from the world of Guinness records. Is this... We already had clickbait news once this mm-hmm. morning. Is this like mm-hmm. the clickbait news... Like, is it the cousin? Don't like ask what? questions you don't want answers to, Josh. That's a good <laughs> point. So... In order to set a Guinness World Record, you have to do two things, typically. It's something that no one wants to do, and then do that for a long time. I'm juggling <laughs> while I'm s- sleeping. I don't know how you do that, but it sounds risky. Yeah. There's another one is you just live longer than anyone else. And that's what a llama has done so far. He's the oldest living llama. llama. You had this just... enormous buildup of a Guinness World Record for a llama. It's a big deal, though. Like... <laughs> They will remember this llama's name, and you will too, by the way. Okay. This this uh, this llama is 27 years old, and his Ooh. name is Dale. Of course. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Unbelievable, yeah. dude. There we like, go. <laughs> that's, that's a real story. That's a real fact. I am not making that up. I wish <laughs> that I was that clever. Dale the llama. If it was yeah. that easy to name a llama, then they just live forever because the Dalai Lama like literally like lives forever, basically. Mm-hmm. So Bahama would be a good name for a llama. Bah- All right. What's the? Right. Okay. <laughs> I think like Cusco, oh, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Either way, get me out of here. Some people in your life, when they drop in and they say, "Hey, I got a question for you," you're like, "Nope, nope, you're not gonna get me today." Like mm-hmm. because it always ends up you you like you make a fool out of yourself, or it's a it, they walk you into like a rickroll, like or it's it a dad joke, or <laughs> yep. And Ken, our friend here uh, for the show, is is one of those kinds of folks, one of our favorite people, but I don't trust him. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Have you ever tried? Yeah, uh, no. Ken is on the phone right now and has assured us. It's not a dad joke. Mm-hmm. Do we believe him, yes or no? We'll see. Better All right, okay. Dad. Ken, against my better judgment, you have the floor. What is your non-dad joke question, sir? What is the biggest six-letter word that you know? Biggest. Is it plethora? No. Um. Yeah, I got nothing, man. Okay. The biggest six-letter word I can think of is choice. Oh, okay. I, yeah. had to, I had to spell it in my head. You're right. Yeah. Six and the letters. Reason, still and not the sure. reason I say that is because everything you do basically in life mm-hmm. is a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the first one is whether you choose Jesus Christ and his sacrifice that he made for you or you don't. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. God's given you the right to choose things. Uh, people say, well, I have to go to work. No, you don't. You choose to either get up and go to work or you choose not to get up and go to work. Yeah. You choose to eat the right things and have a uh, normal body or you choose to eat things you're not supposed to. Easy, easy, (laughs) easy. When you choose the right thing, you get blessings. Mm -hmm. When you choose the wrong way, you you, uh, have consequences. Ken, I've got got a three-letter word for you. Wow. 
Wow. That's some good stuff this morning. Hey, you're invited to listen to the recording of this podcast live. How? Where? It's simple. You can share every weekday morning with Josh, Chad, and Hannah on 1049 The River in Columbus, Ohio, or online at riverradio.com.